Hey friends, welcome to Sipping on the Sabbath. We're going back in time today. The following is the reflection I gave but never recorded, so enjoy. So earlier this summer, I was out for a run in Mississauga where I was filling in at St. Francis of Assisi Parish. Thumbs up to all my good friends from St. Francis who have subscribed and now follow me on my YouTube channel. And I was just going about my business, you know, and I could hear somebody coming up behind me on a bicycle and that person was getting closer and closer and closer. And finally, I just looked as they're right beside me and they said, wow, you're going really fast. Like you must be on the Canadian cross country running team. <laughs> and as my ego is starting to get a little bit inflated, right? Thinking, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm going pretty good here. I turned and there, the guy on the bike was at least 80 years of age. And I thought to myself, okay, you know what? Uh, if you're 80 and you think I'm going fast, I'm not really going all that fast. But later in the day, I took a little peek at the scripture readings for that Sunday. And the first reading is from Ecclesiastes, vanity, vanities, all is vanity. So if you uh, get a little bit proud, the Lord will, well, he has his ways of keeping us humble. But nonetheless, here we are. So uh, I'm on retreat uh, this week with my CC brothers, so I wasn't able to get together a little video uh, of the actual scripture readings. So we're going to go back in time. I'm going to take a look at the readings for the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time, where we have the quote from Ecclesiastes. But also, it is an occasion for us to reflect using the example of the man in the gospel vis-a-vis -vis his brother, who basically tells uh, the Lord what to do. The gospel reading here, uh, we're looking at Luke's gospel, chapter 12. And he says to Jesus, Master, tell my brother to give me a share of the inheritance. And so do I ever find myself in a situation where I'm basically telling Jesus what to do in my own life? If I'm asking the wrong question, if I'm making the wrong prayer, it's because I'm so focused on wanting Jesus to follow my uh, agenda. But you'll notice that Jesus doesn't do what this man asks him to do. It's not the only time in the gospel where Jesus is told what to do. Think of the example of Martha. He says, Jesus, don't you care that my sister's left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Jesus doesn't do that. Or after the miraculous catch of fish, what does Peter say to Jesus? Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. But the Lord doesn't do that either. Instead, what the Lord does with Peter, with Martha, with the man in today's gospel, and with us, when we come before him with our list of demands, our grocery list, our good boy, good girl list of things that we want the Lord to do uh, for us, is that he brings us to a deeper place of encounter. He allows us to recognize that place of poverty where he wants to meet us. It's like pouring water or, God forbid, pouring this coffee. <laughs> Don't want to pour coffee unless it's kind of icky coffee, but if it's good coffee, you want to savor it. But the point I'm trying to make is if we were to pour some liquid to on the floor, it will always find the lowest point. Same with God's grace. God's grace enters into our life and permeates us and settles at the lowest point. So 
we're brought to this deeper appreciation, deeper place of encounter with the Lord. And the Lord, with this young man in today's gospel, brings him to a proper or deeper understanding of, of, the, of the, the vice of greed in his life. Jesus uses this encounter to launch on to reflection on greed. So today we're going to talk about greed. Now, right off the bat, this is not going to be a big axe to grind against bankers or business people, okay? We're going to apply the gospel to our own life first. And the Lord says to us specifically, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. One's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. And Paul, the second reading for Mass, and again, we're looking at the 18th Sunday of Ordinary Time, kill everything in you that is earthly, he says, especially greed, which is the same thing as worshiping a false god. You know, have I or do I have false gods in my life? People, places, things, uh, possessions, etc., that I'm greedy about. And Paul wants us to keep everything in its eternal perspective. Set your heart on things above, he says, where Jesus Christ is. So what are some of the types of greed that the Lord wants to warn us against? Well, maybe when I say greed, you think, you think possessions, and that's one type of, of greed. But there's also the greed we can have of our opinion, the greed we can have about our time, uh, even the greed that we can have about our image. So there's, first of all, greed over our possessions. Now, here in Ottawa, for those of you who live in Ottawa, for those of you who ever come to visit Ottawa, you'll notice beside the main highway going through town that there is, I think it's five or six story uh, building, which looks from the outside like a condominium. In fact, when it was going up, I thought it was going to be a condominium, but in fact, what it is, is a multi-storied storage facility. Now, I appreciate the fact that we do need to have storage facilities. Circumstances in life require us to use them. But how much stuff do we really need? Do I own things or do things own me? There is also the greed that we can have over our opinion. Do I always have to have my opinion heard? accepted, uh, repeated? Am I the one that does most of the talking in a conversation? The greed that I have to make sure everybody knows what I believe, everybody subscribes to what I believe, everybody's held hostage <laughs> to what I believe or teach or think about something. What about the greed that I can have for my own time? The world we live in, of course, is encouraging us to create these perfectly organized, polite, sterile, little clean, you know, determined little worlds for ourselves. Do I find myself, you know, wanting to kind of hoard my time, you know, be selfish about my time? I'm not going to agree to do anything or go anywhere, etc. unless of course it's convenient to me. Others of course have to adjust their schedule to mine, but me, my time, my time is precious and I'm greedy about my time. And finally, what about the greed that we can have about our image? How much time do we spend on social media? 
carving, forming, kind of creating, you know, this online persona about ourselves, you know, based on reality, maybe based on, you know, small little white lies, whatever, like what's going on, right? How much time do we spend kind of cultivating uh, the image that we have and want to convey to other people? And I'm greedy that other people consume uh, aspects of my life as I portray them on social media. So these are some of the types of greed that the Lord is warning us against. But the Lord, because he's so good, doesn't just leave us there. He, again, like the, the man in the gospel or Martha or even Peter, you know, brings us to this place of encounter so we can have a conversion a change of heart. We have to cooperate with that and move against the vice of greed and grow in the virtue of generosity and willingness to cooperate, uh, humility, etc., which will be the focus of the next meditation I'm going to be giving, which will actually be uh, based on the, the, the Sunday readings of that day because I'll be back, back in business here. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is what might the Lord be calling us to do? It's like, yeah, like what is your point? Okay. <laughs> Besides drinking coffee and just talking on videos. So what can we do? Well, first of all, to move against the greed that we have about our possessions. The stuff that we have, right? The clothes that we have, the shoes, coats, hats, boots, whatever that we have that we're no longer wearing, they don't belong to us. They belong to the poor. And we, because we can give in to this temptation to greed, want to hold on to these things. When's the last time we went through our closets and our cupboards and our storage facilities and boxes in our garages and just got rid of stuff that we no longer use. Those size 30 skinny jeans that we bought a couple of years ago, they don't fit then and they don't fit now, okay? Let's just get over this notion that somehow we're gonna fit into them, okay? Give them away, give them to somebody who actually can wear size 30 skinny jeans, right? What about growing, moving against the selfishness that we have about our opinion? So when in conversation, do I practice talking less, listening more? Do I take the cotton batting out of my ears and stick it in my mouth so I can hear others and not be so selfish to have them hear me? What about growing against the selfishness we have about our time? Well, it's to pray, God, give me the grace to put myself second or third in a circumstance. God, help me to break away from fear I might have about missing out on something. Lord, just open up horizons for me to be able to volunteer, to put others' interests before mine and just break out of this soul, just this consuming self interest, which is quite uh, paralyzing. And finally, breaking away from greed of our image. Is there a 24-hour period each week in our life when we don't go on social media? Don't post anything, don't share anything, don't comment on anything. Just turn the bloody thing off, or things, plural, off in our life and just be okay with who we are. And God himself is the one who tells us 
uh, who we are, not other people and not the things that we can accumulate in our life, making them quite dangerously into uh, false gods. So uh, let us pray. So Lord, we thank you for the gift of today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this word. Although challenging, it is a word that you give us in love, Lord. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be brutally honest with ourselves. Have we made people, places, and things, our possessions, false gods? You don't want to rub our nose in it, Lord. You don't want to condemn us for that. But you do, Lord Jesus, want to set us free. And so, Lord Jesus, we desire to be set free in any way, Lord, in which we are greedy about our possessions, greedy about our opinion, greedy about our time, and greedy about our image. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be men and women who are truly generous. Help us, Lord, to give away things that we have that we're no longer even using, Lord. Help us, Lord Jesus, to learn how to be quiet and listen to others and listen to you. Help us, Lord Jesus, to respond to invitations to be of service, surrendering our time to benefit others. And help us, Lord, help us, Lord Jesus, to carve out times in our week when we do not listen to the world, but instead listen to you. And if we're uncomfortable in that, Lord Jesus, then remind us that you are there with us, that your grace, Lord, pools, collects at the lowest point, that point of our need in our heart. As you ministered to the man in today's gospel, minister to Martha, minister to Peter. So help us, Lord Jesus, to remember that you are indeed ministering to us. Continue, Lord Jesus, to minister to that one person listening or watching here today who is carrying a very heavy burden and needs to be having an experience of your mercy, Jesus, in the sacrament of confession. Mother Mary, St. Joseph, and our own patron saints, please pray for us. Amen. Well, there you go. God bless the rest of your day there. It's always uh, good to see you. In the meantime, remember that when we're powerless, that's when we're strong and victory is indeed gained through surrender. Stay caffeinated and may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.